BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following is a presentation of the SpeedSport Podcast Network. Mike Wallace doesn't have all that much driving experience. For the last three or four years, he's put in his views in this business. Mike Wallace comes down to the line. He'll pick up the win. It's fast car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace. The battle's for the lead. Mike Wallace gets by Jason Leffler. Mike Wallace comes off turn number four. A great move in that corner. He comes to the line and will win. From grassroots to the top of the racing world. Hear the stories of NASCAR's biggest names and how they made it all the way. Who was Tony Stewart before he was Tony Stewart? I could barely make enough money to pay attention, let alone to try to survive. From the Speed Sport Podcast Studios, powered by My Race Pass, here are your hosts, Mike Wallace and Jeff Kent. Welcome to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace, part of the Speed Sport Podcast Network, powered by My Race Pass. My name is Jeff Kent. Strap yourselves in, polos, belts tight. We'll take you on a journey from short tracks across America to super speedways and everything in between. We're brought to you today by Brady Mechanical Services, HVAC install, maintenance, and repair. Brady Mechanical Service at gmail.com. Today's guest, longtime business executive who enjoyed a fabulous career in racing that in 2019 landed him into the Team Penske Hall of Fame. He met team owner Roger Penske in the early 70s during his time as a sales manager for National Engines and Parts Company in St. Louis, Missouri. He joined Penske Racing in 1972, working on the team's stock car and IndyCar programs. A former racer himself, he brought a wide range of experience to the team, working in many capacities on his way to becoming VP of Penske Products. He was instrumental in bringing Penske Racing back into full-time NASCAR competition in 1991 with driver and fellow Team Penske Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace. He then became president of Penske Racing South, overseeing day-to-day operations of the team stock car program. Under his leadership, Penske stock car teams produced a total of 69 victories in NASCAR Cup Series, NASCAR Xfinity Series, and ARCA competition until his retirement in 2007. The Chicago native was also an innovator in the sport, helping to design and develop several car safety advancements in NASCAR while leading Team Penske. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Don Miller, say hi to Mike Wallace. Hey, Mikey, what's going on? Well, Don, it's such a pleasure to have you. As uh, most of the people know, we've known each other for a long time, but the rest of the world doesn't. But that's, that's going to be the fun part about today. Man, what a resume, and that's just a quick one. I thought I may have lulled him to sleep there for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> man. when you could have... Oh, 
<laughs> you can have all those accolades uh, tied to your name. You've done something really well, and you've done a hell of a job, Don Miller, through, through your career. But, uh, you know, our show, uh, of course, it's heard around the world by millions of people. That's right. right? The whole right, world is listening. The whole world is listening. Yeah. And uh, as much as everybody in, in the recent era and in the 2000s and all that know who Don Miller is, there's a lot of people don't know how Don Miller got to Penske Racing, or you mentioned he was a racer beforehand. Mm-hmm. So, Don, how about clue? We want to hear in? all we, about that stuff. Yeah, need to hear the whole story. <laughs> so, tell us how you, uh, you know, we, we we both were in St. Louis when we met. You you were we were delivering newspapers in an area, Jeff Kent, and Don used to have this vehicle with a Penske Racing logo or sticker on it. We were like, so you guys were kids. Oh yeah, we were, and uh, but it was. <laughs> He was awing us. We didn't know even who he was, but it's Penske Racing, you know. That's cool. Like, yeah, it was. So take it away, Don Miller. Yeah, I remember those days. <clears throat> yeah, we had a, uh, you know, we had a, our first uh, meetings, I guess, were uh, <clears throat> after uh, your dad stopped with the with the uh, that paper truck that uh, that they had. And uh, and Rusty jumped out and came over and he, because I was out in the yard cutting the grass, right? <laughs> One of the few times I was home, and um, I was out in the yard cutting the grass and Rusty came over and he goes, "Hey, is that your truck and trailer?" And I, I said, uh, "Yeah, why?" And he goes, "Do you know Penske?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I know him." <laughs> I said, "Yeah, yeah, I know him." <clears throat> well, is he going to come get that truck? And I said, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but I said, why? What do you... He said, well, I'm a racer. I'm I'm going to be a racer. And I said, oh, good. And you know, I I didn't want to I didn't want to get in too much of a conversation. He said, you know, you ought to come out and see me race. My dad races too. We're down at uh, Valley Park. I didn't even know where the hell Valley Park was. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway. Uh, I said, yeah, I'll do that one day. And I mentioned it to my wife, Pat. She said, that'd be fun. We could go to the stock car race and check it out. And um, we did. We went to Valley Park. I'll, I'll never forget it. And uh, and Rusty had that, uh, I think it was a Chevy 2 or a, a Nova-looking car, number six. I remember that. And... Um, <clears throat> watched him race and then he came over and talked for a little while and one thing led to another and pretty soon he, he said you know you you could help me out a little bit <laughs> which is uh the first that was probably the most uh revealing statement of all you can help you me can. out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right? isn't that a cool story though right as a kid i yeah i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna be a racer i race come out come out exactly. and, and the success that these two eventually had had together in the 90s. Amazing. Oh, my God. They were uh, – Don Miller and Rusty Wallace were a phenomenal team together, and along with the team. But just as and, – and that story is so cool because what just, he just said is exactly right. I mean, literally kids throwing newspapers. But this – whoever lived in that house right. had that, to be somebody that, special. That's <laughs> cool, know? man, right? I mean, you yeah. don't hear stories like that no. every day. You just don't. Uh, yeah, so anyway – we got we got to talking one day, Rusty and I, and uh, you know Mike and Kenny were are at the same area. It was down in Valley Park, that's the Valley Park of uh, Missouri. Anyway, <laughs> anyway um, that's just a western it, suburb of St. Louis for anybody that needs to know. Gotcha. <laughs> just happened to be by the river. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, they used to call it L.A., which was Lower Arnold. But, then, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> we got talking about it, and he said, well, you know, what do you know about racing? And I said, well, you know, I was basically a drag racer, and I was. I, you know, for years, I, I drag raced when we were in Illinois. We lived in Chicago, but, uh, uh, you know, I raced all over the Midwest in drag racing, and then... What did you race, Don? What kind of drag race cars did you drive? I drove. I drove just about everything, mighty. Uh, I drove a front engine digger. I drove uh, modified. I drove. 
gas coupes and sedans, modified production, factory experimentals. <laughs> I drove them all. A little bit of everything, and yep. A little bit of everything, yeah. And then, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> I also uh, was one of the, the uh, board of directors for the United Drag Racers Association. There were two there were two divisions of that at, way back then. One was in the Midwest, and the other one was in uh, Southern California. We were uh, there was a guy by the name of Ed Bershansky and I were the prime movers in uh, the Midwestern one, and uh, we decided at some point, hey, we're not going to race for trophies anymore. Uh, we're going to race for money, and if they don't want to pay us to race, then we're just not going to race. We'll park our stuff. And uh, it, it took a couple of years, but eventually we had like eight different circuits uh, that traveled all over the Midwestern United States. And they take a 16-car show right to the right to the racetrack and put on our uh, our event. They pay us, and we go home, and we go to the next one the following week. You know, and uh, it was not only that. Uh, gas coupes and sedans and funny cars and and uh, top fuel dragsters. You know, we had, like I said, eight different circuits. It was very, very, very uh, successful. Well, congratulations on that, Don. Just for the heck of it, what do you think, or do you remember, like, say, uh, what would be a, the the premier series in that drag racing? What did pay to win one of those races? Because it's really cool to hear you took it from a trophy event. To getting paid something, uh, yeah, yeah, well, <clears throat> yeah. When and when we started out, Mike was like doing short track oval, oval track racing or dirt racing, you know. So I'd pay twenty five uh, bucks. No, it was a now the uh, like the, the lower uh, series would be like gas coupe and sedan and the modifieds, modified productions and uh, stock racing which was uh you know eventually turned into super stock you know but those those classes to win it was 500 bucks and then it went down to 200 and then when you got uh below fifth place of the 16 you got a hundred dollars a weekend yeah <laughs> that was that, that was good. A whole lot of money. Well, Don, I'm going to tell you what. If you talk to local racers today, it doesn't pay a whole lot more than yeah. that. <laughs> um, so, it, so. You know, it was, it it was a start. You yeah. Know? And eventually, eventually, it got to be better and better and better. In fact, uh, you know, back in the uh, back in the late '70s, when I actually, or not late '70s, the early '70s, when I stepped out of it. The top fuel guys and the uh, and the uh, uh, top fuel and funny car and at that point uh, super stock they were they were paying like a thousand dollars. Well, those guys got to be very appreciative to you and your buddy who uh, ramrodded that and started racing for a living. So after the drag racing era. Uh, where where did you go from there in the race world? Did uh, and how. You know, it sounds like it happened so early on. Where did the tie, at the same time, the second part of the question is, where did the Penske tie come from? Because that's... Uh, well, that's a pretty interesting story. Um, you know, I ha I only had a little bit of experience. I, I raced a dirt car in Mexico in the, in the, uh, in the 60s when I was in the service and um, did a little sports car racing. And I met a lot of people along the way. Well, as as it happened, as it happened, I, I kind of got out of the drag racing thing and then got back back into it. And all the time, I was working for Sears Roebuck and Company, which was the biggest retailer, you know, there was back in the '60s or '50s. So. <clears throat> I was working in the automotive side of the business, and I knew a lot of the buying people in Chicago. I did uh, world uh, type uh, investing, purchasing for uh, for uh, the, the uh, Sears company. So 
one of the guys that I knew happened to be a buyer in automotive. And he said, you know, I know that you're thinking about leaving uh, Sears, which I was. I was going to go out and I became a manufacturer representative for a couple of, of racing companies. Uh, and and um, when I did that, I, I kept up bumping into these guys from Sears. So they asked me one day, would you be interested? We're, we're going to expand our automotive program to include racing products that we're going to sell through the Sears cat. And would you be interested in coming to work with the buying department and <clears throat> uh, helping us develop this line? And I said, I don't know. I said, we have we have a guy picked out that we're going to be our our anchor man the automotive business, and that's uh, we'd like you to meet him. I said, well, whatever, as long as you're paying for the airplane flight. Yeah, we're we're going up to the northeast and go to a Trans Am race, and I want you to meet this man. And I said, okay, what's his name? He said, Roger Penske. <laughs> and I said, I said, yeah, you know, I've heard of him, but this was, this was like 1970. So <clears throat> I, I said, okay, we'll we'll go and we'll go and meet him. And we went up to Trans Am race in, um, up in uh, New Hampshire, I think it was, and. Um, I met Roger. They introduced me to him, and he asked me what I was doing. And I told him I you know, was working as a manufacturer's representative for a couple of companies. And I told him what they, who they were. You know, Summers Brothers and Headman Headers and and um, Crager Wheels. And they, oh, those are good companies. And I, I said, yeah, I, I think we're making progress. And nothing, you know, no, nothing further was said. And um, so I, I went back to the Sears buyer, Bill Gensler, and I said, so now we met the guy. What, what's the deal? Well, we wanna, we're going to have a conference next week, and we'll give you a call. And I, I went like, okay, <laughs> you, know, you give me a call, and that'll be great, and then we'll discuss what, you know. So anyway, this is, this is the funny part about it. It was like a week or two went by, and I didn't hear anything. I kept doing what I was doing, and my wife, Pat, said, well, nothing come of that big trip you made, huh? And I said, well, well I don't know. We'll see. And then uh, the, the weirdest thing happened was I get a telephone call, not from Bill Gensler at Sears, but from Roger. And he said, listen, I've been talking to these guys at at Sears, and he said, I think the, the best matchup would be if if you came to work for me. And that, at the time, you know, I had just moved to St. Louis from Chicago, and I Don, said, well, hold that I, thought. We don't want we don't want to lose it. We need to take a break. We want to come back at St. Louis. This is a cool okay. story. We're talking to Team Penske Hall of Famer Don Miller. You're listening to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace on the Speedsport Podcast Network, powered by My Race Pass and NASCAR Digital Media. Welcome back to the Speedsport Podcast Studios. You're listening to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace. My name is Jeff Kent. We're brought to you today by Brady Mechanical Services, HVAC install, maintenance, and repair. Brady Mechanical Service at gmail.com. Former president of Penske Racing South, Don Miller on the line. Once again, here's Mike Wallace. Well, Don, we, we went to break, and you were uh, getting a unique change-up in your business. At, you were working for Sears think you're going to represent kind of Roger Penske's brand and Roger Penske calls you and says, I, I think it'd just be better. You come to work for us. Right. <laughs> Sounds like a good deal. Yeah. So, yeah. In today's <laughs> world, that'd be a heck of a deal. <laughs> so anyway, you know, I, I, like I said, I had just uh, moved my family to St. Louis and I was doing all these manufacturers, uh, representatives of, uh, for several companies and working with Sears and uh, through the bar through their uh, 
buying department, even though they were in Chicago. I was in St. Louis. And um, he said, you know, I think it would be a, a better fit since we're, you know, we're developing this whole line of merchandise. And um, he said, be a better fit if you actually work for us. Uh, and I said, us, who's us? And he said, for Penske Racing, for the corporation. I said, well, yeah, okay. I'll, th I'll think about that. I said, What's, what are the parameters? He said, well, you know, um, we don't we don't have to talk about money or anything right now. He says, but you know, I'd like you to move to Reading, Pennsylvania. And I said, no, that's a tiebreaker. <laughs> no he more said, conversation why? at that moment, right? <laughs> <laughs> he said, why? And I said, I just moved to St. Louis, and, and my kids are in school, and I, I can't do that to them. And uh, so he said, well, uh, well, he said, you know, think about it, and, uh, you know, we'll get to, we'll, I'll call you back later. Yeah, okay. And that was, you know, that was it, and I didn't hear from him for a couple of weeks. And, and then Shears called me a couple of times, Bill Gensler called and said, you know, you ought to really think about that. That'd be magnificent. I said, why couldn't I do it just if I stayed right here in St. Louis? I said, no, nah, I don't think so. I think Mr. Penske wants you to come to work in Reading. I said, yeah, but Mrs. Miller wants me to stay right here in St. Louis. Yeah, she's the boss. <laughs> that, that was a beautiful comeback. <laughs> <clears throat> so he's, he just kind of he just kind of uh, giggled a little bit and he said, "Well, we'll we'll keep we'll keep trying to work out." Well, it went on for a couple of weeks. To make a long story short, one night about 10:30 at night, he calls me up and says, "Hey, Don." I said, "Yeah." He said, "You know, we're working on this thing together, and it's going pretty good, and and we like what you're doing." If I told you you could you, you could do this, you could work for my company, you could work for Pepsi Racing. And you could live in St. Louis. What would you do? And I said, I'd do it tomorrow. He said, Well, could you make it in two weeks? And I said, Sure. And <laughs> that was it. That was that simple. I didn't ask him how much or when or whatever. So he called up about a week later and said, uh, Come on up to to Detroit. And he said, I'll meet you up there. I'll give you a a company car and we can start. Wow. <laughs> that was the beginning. That was the beginning. That, what what a beginning. That that's rather unique. And <clears throat> so when when you got that opportunity and you agreed to the terms or whatever it was, then then what did you do? What was your exact exact position at Penske at that point? Because I remember and if you don't mind, I'm gonna share a story that goes back to those that Penske products day that I loved. So uh Tell tell us what you did when you after you made the agreement with Roger and you got what was the new company car anyway? What kind of car was it? <laughs> he gave me his car. It was a nineteen seventy two brand new nineteen seventy two Monte Carlo uh four fifty four. Oh, yeah. A black one with red pinstriping. <laughs> wow. That's when you, the Monte Carlo was a boot, man. When you that like big to, motor in there, and you like, like if, if you're going 70 miles an hour on the highway, all you see is float bouncing. Yeah. yeah man, all you float. see is the hood bouncing up and down. Yeah. It's great. That's yeah, awesome. it was a good car. It was a good car. So, anyway, uh, yeah, to answer your question, you know, back then, there were really only about eight or nine of us total at Penske Racing, and I work for Penske Racing. Wow. Uh, so so the, the deal was nobody had one job. Everybody had eight or nine jobs. And uh, <clears throat> it, it, it worked out pretty good because everybody pulled on the rope together and it, it went in the right direction. We... Uh, you know, one of the jobs that we had was, in, in my case, was like on the marketing side. Dan Lugenbuehl, who's another name that you'll know, Mike. Uh, Dan was was the uh, he was the PR guy. He was the director of communications, 
And then Chuck Cantwell was the guy that actually ran the uh, the race shop. And then there was, you know, there was like six or seven mechanics total, you know, fabricators, painters, the whole works. That was it. Yeah, that part was was, uh, was something that we did on weekends. And then during the week, we all had other jobs. And one of the jobs that I have, one of the primary jobs I have, was to help develop the Penske brand for Sears Roebuck. So that Penske brand became very, very popular uh, nationally. And one of the things that Mike was talking about was really kind of cool. They wanted to be able to demonstrate the the, uh, the testing equipment uh, for mechanics and for people in the automotive line of, of work, especially in some of the Sears stores across the country and their 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 uh, you know individual headquarters which they had, they had, I don't know, 20 or 30 uh, district, I guess they call them, uh, headquarters. So we had this Ford van, and it had a big side door on it. And um, Mike and I sat there, and we figured the way to put a little Pinto engine on this on a, on a little frame, and that frame actually slid in and out of the side of the van, uh, and you could pull it out, set it up in, in two minutes, and fire the engine up and run it, and show people how the how the testing equipment functioned. It was pretty successful, really, and uh, I started off doing it for Sears at a couple of stores, and then we had some other guys that came on uh, at that point and did just that. So, yeah, I tell I you mean, what, was, that was a fun time in my life, Jeff Kent. So here's a guy that got to know Don Miller. He's a smart guy working for Penske. We're building race cars in Rusty's little shop. Don, if you remember, that's the shop that was behind the horse barn. There, we oh, open the door, and there's two horses oh. on the other side of the race shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's crazy. That's a bunch of horsepower. A bunch of horsepower. <laughs> but he come up with this That's idea, right. and he, he just alluded to it, but it's a little you know, pinto motor. We made a rack. The baby slid out the side door, and Don would take this these Penske products, which is timing lights and dwell meters, and he would demo it to people, and it's like, wow, that's so cool. We, and the motor ran, you know what I mean? It right. fired up you and ran right there. Up, yeah. So enough of that story, but that was, I always remember that as my greatest Don Miller story because <laughs> he, he let me go to one Sears store with him somewhere. I forgot where we went, and I got to pull it out the side, and then I walked away. <laughs> you know, the, uh, that, that reminded me of the, of the first spray shop over there. With these world famous Charlie Chase, remember? <laughs> oh, Ch Chase, Char. So Charlie Chase, everybody is a. Uh, uh, I don't. Don, did you know Charlie? Because he didn't live too far from. Him. Did you know him before you and Rusty got to know each other, or did you guys all meet together? No, I I, I knew him uh, only after we all got together. Okay. So the, the I, he lived around the corner from you, ironically. Yep, yeah, not too far from you, and. Uh, so Charlie was a fireman up in a town called Creedcore, Missouri, and how Don Miller helped Rusty Wallace have a career. Charlie Chase kind of was a prelude to that just a little bit. Charlie owned all of Rusty's short track cars when they traveled the ASA series. Right. And uh, then the common denominator between all of those two guys is a, a, a guy by the name of David Maneri. And uh, he's been the ultimate, I don't know what, if he's still at Penske doing body work, but he's been the, he was a Mercedes Porsche body man back in the day, and he was just like the greatest. And they used to always call him WW. And uh, so those three, quick quick synopsis of, uh, in that, how do you say it? synopsis? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> of everybody. So uh, I'll shut up. Because so back in the ASA days? That's yeah, well, pre-ASA days. Okay. And ASA uh, Charlie Chase, this big heavy set guy. Oh God, he's funny, isn't he, Don? Doesn't he? Oh my God, yes. He should have been a stand-up comedian. Yeah, yeah. He he reminds you that one big. What's his name? Frankie. Somebody used to be around heavy set comedian, but he would uh, 
Rusty Wallace would get beat down by Charlie Chase. It, it was great because he's the only one still today that can do it and get away with it. Yeah, what a group. What a fun time it was. So we're going to take it from you were, you were working for Penske. You got the Sears deal rolling. We, we had fun building that little car engine that came out the side. And so where did it progress from the Penske, quote, product side to going racing, going NASCAR racing? Because I, uh, I remember an opportunity that you were totally, the, I believe, the ramrod for that Rusty Wallace drove at Atlanta Motor Speedway in a number two Caprice. And uh, I, I went down there and changed right rear tires. Nice. For Penske yeah. Racing. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm sorry. Take it from there, Don. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I can remember exactly how that started. You know, uh, Roger knew that I was always messing around with um, with you guys, and um, back in uh, Valley Park, and uh, when I wasn't when I wasn't beating the road for him, you know. And he said, what, what, "Who is this guy that you're that you're running around with?" I said. It's Rusty Wallace. He's a short track driver, you know. He, he does ASA. And he's been pretty successful, you know. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, ben, you don't be messing around with that. We got plenty of stuff we have to work on. I said, look, it, it's not, it's no, no harm, no foul. He's a good guy. So, anyway, one day. Uh, when we, you know, we used to uh, have a, a part-time stock car crew at the uh, at Penske Racing back then. It was Jay Signore, myself, Redman, and about two other guys that would really like stock cars. Jerry Brion. Then, uh, you know, they raced the Matador. We raced the, the uh, you know, a couple of the other cars. We had Chevys mostly, but. They did have a couple of commotion canoes, you know, from, uh, from American Motors. And um, so we got out of that, and Roger said, look, we're, we're primarily an IndyCar team, and we're going to do some Can-Am racing. We're not going to do stock cars anymore. And uh, I had, we had a, uh, we had a, a a car that was about half done was in the back of the Penske Racing Shop. And, you know, I know Rusty wanted to try racing at, uh, you know, uh, at the NASCAR level. And uh, so one, one day I asked Roger, I said, hey, look, what are you going to do with that car? He said, well, we're, you know, it's not hurting anything. Just leave it where it is. And I said, well, well, I was talking to Jay the other day, and Jay and I, we, we thought maybe we'd put that thing together and, and, have, and see if we can get that kid from St. Louis to drive it. Ah, oh, you guys got more to do than that. You know, you know, he said, okay, I'll tell you what. If you want to work on it, you work on it on your own time. You don't work on it on company time. And you can put it together, but I don't want to hear about it. Spend on any kind of money on it. Okay. So... You know, every time I was in town, Jay and I, Red Band would work on that on that car, and that was a it was a Caprice. It was a you know, it wasn't a Monte Carlo like the rest of the world was racing. And uh, and then <clears throat> the end of the season came. We had a pretty good season, and we had the Christmas party. It was up in Reading, and. Uh, I was sitting there at the table with Roger over one or two or three glasses <laughs> of wine. <laughs> and uh, I said, how about letting us run that car? We got it almost all the way together. And he said, okay, yeah, go ahead. We'll take it to Daytona. Okay, stop right there. <laughs> Daytona, we're, we need to take a break. We're fixing to go okay. big time racing All with right. Rusty Wallace. We're talking to Team Penske Hall of Famer Don Miller, and you're listening to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, powered by My Race Pass and NASCAR Digital Media.
Welcome back to the Speed Sport Podcast Studios. You're listening to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace. My name is Jeff Kent. We're brought to you today by Brady Mechanical Services, HVAC install, maintenance, and repair. Brady Mechanical Service at gmail.com. Penske Racing Hall of Famer, Don Miller on the line. Once again, here's Mike Wallace. Well, Don, you and Roger had uh, Mr. Penske had a few drinks at the Christmas party and got to talking about that race car that you were wanting to uh, possibly let Rusty Wallace drive, and he tells you what now? So he said, <clears throat> okay, so we'll take it to Daytona. And, you know, I, I knew right then and there that was not good. <laughs> so I, I started trying to make an excuse, and I said, Roger, listen, please. I said, this thing is not a super speedway car. I mean, this thing is about as square as the box they shipped it in. We, we, can't, we, we can't run this thing at Daytona. And he goes... Okay, where do you want to run it? You know, I, and I said, how about Atlanta? That was the next race that in the schedule after Daytona. And uh, he said, okay, but you guys got to get it all together on your own. You can use the truck and all that stuff. <clears throat> and I said, I want, it to, I want it to be a Penske racing effort, you know. All right, then we got to do this and this and this and this. And, you know, he gave me a whole list of things like he always does and and because uh, he is a man of detail, you know, he's the detail man. And uh, we got the thing all together. I got a hold of, uh, he said, get a, get a good crew chief. <laughs> you know, how do you get a good crew chief for one race? Okay. So I, I knew Tex Paul really well. He was a, he's always been a really good friend of mine. And I said, Roger, how about Tex Paul? He said, okay, well, whoever. Text whatever, and then get your driver Dusty. Get your driver Dusty. 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 <laughs> What's that kid's name? When he used to call him Dusty all the time. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Uh, that's beautiful. <laughs> so, um, so I, I said, okay. So we got him, and believe it or not, we got the car all ready to go, and we went to Atlanta, and we had a, we had our own engine in it, a Don Kern engine. And um, we qualified eighth after after practice, uh, qualified eighth, and then we we brought the car back in, and everybody was all pumped up. I called Roger on the phone, told him, I said, "You got to get down here because we're gonna we're gonna really run good." And, okay, I'll I'll be down. So he did come down, and then he said, "How's the car looking?" I and I said, "Well, I got some." good news and some bad news we we qualified really good but so we found some bearing shavings in the in the oberg filter and i said i don't know you know we'd be taking a chance said, don't run that we'll get another engine i i said uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah i'll get one right now <laughs> um so um you know we didn't have another engine you know don Kern was helping us, and we didn't know for sure, you know, what we could do. So I went down, and I talked to A.J. Foyt, who's always been a good friend of mine. And he, uh, you know, he and Roger were really fierce competitors. You know, they there are many, many times when they did not see eye to eye. <laughs> and... Uh, he kind of frowned on it. He said, you do what you got to do because we got, we're, we're going to race. We're going to race and we're going to race tomorrow. So I borrowed a short block from AJ. We put all of our current stuff on, the, on this block. We, we did it at night over in that, uh, by the little airport that, you know, used to be adjacent to the. Yeah. Right. Hey, uh, Hampton, Georgia, right next to the racetrack. Exactly. And uh, we did it in a hangar over there. We got it all back together that night. Brought it down. Got NASCAR to look at. Okay, we're ready to go. Fired that baby off, and away we went. And um, you know, before the race, I said, "How you doing, RW? You feel all right?" And he goes, "Yeah, just a little bit nervous." He said, "But you know, I really want to do this." And I said, "I know, but we we're not going to win it on the first lap. So remember that." <laughs> So, mm -hmm. so um, you know, he went out and he, he ran consistently in the top 10 for the, for the first uh, 
pit stop came. We did all right. Second pit stop came, and he, on pit road, he ran into the back of uh, Benny Parsons' car and uh, put a big hole in the grill and wadded up one of the fender and one of the left front fender, put a pink in it. And uh, <clears throat> we did the pit stop and got back out. That really didn't slow the car down much, but then Roger looked at it, you know, aerodynamically, that, that's killing us. That's killing us. We need to bring that car in right now. And I said, Roger, please, we're on the lead lap. Let's just, let's just ride. Okay, but I'm telling you right now, he said, you're, you're wasting your time. You could be leading this race. <laughs> but we're we're going to keep going this way. And then, so then he comes over and talks to Tex. <laughs> and, you know, and Tex, you know, he respected Roger like we all did. But he, was, he was almost leery about, <clears throat> about telling him, no, we're not going to come in because Roger was working on him too. And finally, I looked over at Tex, and he looked over at me, and I shook my head, no, we're not coming in. <laughs> and uh, and uh, <clears throat> Jay was there, and Jay agreed. So Roger said, you guys do it, whatever you want. But I knew he was upset, you know. Well, as it turns out, we ran and ran and ran, and Rusty Wallace finished second to another no-name wow. by the name Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> Yeah. So, <clears throat> what an crazy, was... amazing, incredible story that was. I, Don, I'm going to be honest with you. I was there and it was part of it. And as Jeff and I are sitting here, we pulled up a Team Penske site that's got that 16 car with the yep. front end bent in on it. And I couldn't figure <laughs> out how the front end got bent in on it. But so now uh, you know. Now I know. But I, what I'm really shocked by is that the effort that you you primarily and Jay Signori and uh, and Don Kern, who are, was our short track engine builder, I didn't know that all happened. I didn't know you guys put, I, like I thought that was just a Penske car, but you put a lot of self-effort into making it, that opportunity for Rusty. I, I, want, I wanted the kid to get a, I want, really, really wanted to see him get a shot at it. You know, so <clears throat> when it was, after we, left the racetrack we got the car back to Reading, and um and roger said well what do you think i said i thought it was great what'd you think he goes that was okay <laughs> he, said, he said so you know what we probably could have done it you know roger's always looking you know 15 steps further ahead right he said you know what tom what we need is a monte carlo oh yeah, I know all the guys at Chevy. We can work something out with them. They'll give us a little money. We'll we'll buy a Monte Carlo. I said, well, what about the Caprice? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll keep that too. And I was thinking, oh, here's this is our entry to get back into stock car racing and not, you know, not just IndyCar and just road racing. And um, he says he said to me, um, Don, he said, listen to me, we 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 need to do this. And I, I said, yeah, I know. He said, well, where are you going to get a car? And I, I said, well, we have to order one up. But, you know, we, and then we got to hang all the sheet metal. we got a lot of work to do. He said, well, I want to run up Michigan at the at the USAC race. I said, okay. And I said, you know, that's only like six weeks away. And he goes, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> And we we did we did we put it all together we we got a we got another uh, we got another engine up Don Kern and we put it in that Monte Carlo and we went to Michigan and that thing was a rocket ship and <clears throat> oh, everybody was prancing around with their chests all pumped up. I can't remember I think we were running like third or something like that. Rusty came in for a pit stop and popped a clutch coming out of the out of the, out of the pits and blew the drive shaft clean out of that thing. Oh, darn. That, yeah. Yeah. So, well, that soured the captain. That soured the captain there? He didn't like that? He didn't like that. He said, you guys, you know, you're, you're running a USAC stock car race. You should have cleaned their clocks. Now you make a, you know, <laughs> So then Rusty, Rusty talked him into doing a another 
race with the Monte Carlo. I can't even remember where it was. Might have might have been Nashville or I don't remember. Charlotte, I think it was Charlotte. And uh, <clears throat> and we didn't do very well there. It didn't handle just Roger, Roger looked at me, at me and he said, you know what, we're out of stock racing. Get rid of that thing. Tell Rusty thanks. Oh, really? Wow. That was that. He he, he yeah. wasn't going to go for non non performance, was he? Yeah, no. He was, <laughs> if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna run this thing, we're, we're gonna run it right. We're gonna win, or we're not gonna do it. And you know, I I understood that. But I got to tell you something that nobody knows. He told Rusty and I. He said, "You know what? If you guys <clears throat> are so intent in doing that stuff on your own, I'll let you have the um, the Caprice." You just take it. You guys run it. Wow. Don, you know, whether you believe this or not, I was standing at Atlanta Motor Speedway after that race when you guys, you know, you ramrod that 16 program. Yep. And I remember, and it doesn't, this is not, I don't think, typical Mr. Penske form, but I know, I, I do remember what I heard, so I still remember this to my day. Rusty was standing next to him. And I think you were off to the side right there, and there was a group of people. The race was over. And, and and he looked at Rusty, and he goes, I'll make a star out of you someday. And left it at that. Just And, I, and I'm thinking, you know, now I'm hearing the story that it might not have went on. It was going to get canceled. and But he, he made that comment. And think about what you guys yeah. did all those years later. Well, so, Yeah, well, you know what? That was, he, he said, you know, he told me, <laughs> this is this is a great one. And I've told this to Rusty, so it's not going to be a shock if he hears it again. He said, look, you guys, you, you both got your hearts in the right spot. That's what he told me. Hearts are in the right spot. He said, but that kid needs more practice. He needs, he needs, a, little, he needs a little bit more uh, experience. He said... He needs to clean up his act so he doesn't look like, you know, you got, he said, why can't he, if he's got to wear Levi's, why doesn't he get impressed like you do? Oh, my and, God. And then, and then he said, he's got to get rid of that haircut. <laughs> said, that and um, and uh, I said, yeah, I hear you. Okay. <laughs> so, so you know, as time went on, we, we, we did a lot of, we did a lot of Indy car racing. We did sports car racing and um you know, you know that whole area you know it was the the uh the porsche that that they called the penske pins remember the uh, porsche 917-30 i mean it cleaned everybody out it was just an amazing string of things then long came high rock and all that you know so a lot of a lot of time passed uh uh between that Atlanta effort and you know what we originally came to with the you know with Penske Racing South, which was the stock car division, you know. Well, you know, I need you to give me a start line, and we need to take a quick break. When Penske, when did Penske Racing South materialize? When was the first conversation that Penske Racing Don Miller? Uh, is going to go start a stock car team again. What year was that? Well, <clears throat> you know what? Uh, it was uh, 1989. 1989, okay. 1989. And, you know, Rusty and I had done just about everything there was to do together, you know. <laughs> so he said... You know, we were having lots of trouble with Raymond Beetle getting Rusty paid. And that made all the newspapers. I remember remember that, uh, especially talking to Deb Williams. And she said, oh, my God, is it true that he's, you know, uh, Raymond is, you know, paying Rusty? I said, well, he's way behind. Let me put it that way. <laughs> and uh, that was the beginning, the gestation of, you know, Rusty and I were going to go off on our own, you know. Okay. We had to go to court with Raymond, and it was a it was pretty tough there. 
Okay, let's take a break right now. We'll come back for our final segment and hear about the whole part of Penske. You know, South. Mike, at some point in our careers, you know, sometimes you just have to work for free. You know what I'm saying? I t- <laughs> We're talking to Team Penske Hall of Famer Don Miller. You're listening to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, powered by My Race Pass and NASCAR Digital Media. Welcome back to the Speed Sport Podcast Studios. You're listening to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace. My name is Jeff Kent. We're brought to you today by Brady Mechanical Services. HVAC install, maintenance, and repair. Brady Mechanical Service at gmail.com. One more lap or two with Team Penske Hall of Famer Don Miller. Once again, here's Mike Wallace. Well, Don, the show was supposed to be all about you, and somehow we got off on talking about Roger Penske, talking about Rusty Wallace, and now we're in the final, you know, our final segment, and it talks about... You, the president, I believe, would be the title of Penske Racing South. How did that happen, and how did you guys become such the powerhouse you became over the years? Well, like I said, going in, we uh, we you know we did a lot of short track racing together. We you know tried different segments of of uh, the stock car sport. You know, I, I thought Rusty, you know, in order to to have a name in this business, you got to have a place to showcase your abilities. So, you know, we did the, the USAC, uh, you know, the USAC stock car series. He won that. We got a lot of help from guys like AJ Foyt and Bobby Allison. And, and, um, and then we, he did, I got him that, that, uh, job driving the car for for Raymond Beetle and Raymond Raymond and I were friends from way back in the drag racing days so that was that was uh one thing but um as it turned out you know Rusty ran hard uh won the championship in 89 and then he and Raymond even though they were still talking they were they were they had a friendly kind of relationship Chip, but Raymond wasn't paying him, so <laughs> I, you know I don't know you I, what what I'm not going to even get into what he was doing with the money. I have no idea. But anyway, we had to go to court. It was a, a mess, and finally I said, Rusty, you know what? Yeah, all the all the money and time and aggravation we have right now, we might as well just do this ourselves. And he said, you know what? I was thinking the same thing. I said, well, yeah, I don't want to do anything without talking to Roger because not, yeah, I mean, he saved my life when I, when I got hurt at, you know, at Talladega. Hey, Don, so, could I stop you? I wanted you to go through the Penske Racing South, but I, I really think a real critical part of your story and your life uh, we didn't even hit on, and you were starting to say something there. Can you tell us what happened back at Talladega? You, you, you were crewing a Penske car and got run in the back of, and, uh, could you tell the fans what happened there? Well, we were, <clears throat> I'll make it quick because okay. it's a story all to itself, you know. But anyway, um, you know, we had the, we had the uh, Matador at Talladega. Believe it or not, we qualified in the front row and we were leading the race. We were walking the dog and um, it started to rain. So they, they brought us in and, uh, you know, we, we waited a little while, and then it, it, uh, it stopped raining, and they went out and dragged some tires around the racetrack, you know, like they used to do, and thought that was drying it up, you know. And then they never did anything on pit road. Well, back in the day, you know, you didn't have pit road speed. Pit road speed is as fast as you could go to get down to your pits and put some and put some tires on it, throw some fuel on it. So we were switching back and forth at the, at the time, different positions. I was on the catch can that day. And um, they um, they restarted the race. And we said, as soon as we get out there and we get on the green flag, we're going to come in. We're going to, <clears throat> we're going to pit this thing and, and then get back out front. So we had uh, uh, we had brought the car around and came down pit road, and um, 
Gary Bettenhauser was driving the car, and um, he came in, stopped. We got the car up on the jacks, and boom! All I heard was a, a noise like, like somebody going shh. Well, it was a, it was a car sliding. That Grant Adcox lost control of his car in the water on Pit Road and slammed into us at about 90 miles an hour. <clears throat> and uh, it hurt six of us and it knocked the car out to Jackson and people went flying and caught me between the two cars in the pit wall and cut my leg off and, you know, busted just about every bone in my body from the way down. So, um, so, you know, we... It was, it was, it was, everybody was panicking except two guys, Roger Penske and Buddy Parrott. Buddy Parrott took his, his, uh, his belt off, ran back, made a tourniquet out of his belt. Oh, I wouldn't bleed that that's right there. And Roger, I, I was, I was conscious. That's the amazing part about it. And, um, I said, I can get up, you know, and Roger says, you can't get up, man. Your load is... You know, that's your leg over there. Um, so, um, so you know, Roger steamrolled the whole thing. He got me to the hospital, and the and the uh, the old uh, ambulance they had there. I mean, the ambulance ride was enough to, to uh, give you an experience. <laughs> But, oh my God! Yeah, I said, Roger said we're going to be okay. We're going to get to that. I said we're going to get kills in this ambulance. <laughs> I was talking to him all the time when we were going there. But anyway, they they fixed me up after a lot of operations. And but it, Roger and Buddy Parrot, I saved my life. So, you know, when when this other thing came up later on, I said I'm not going to do anything. I've been with Penske Corporation for. All these years, I really like Roger. I, I know what we're doing. Yes, I do want to. I want to go race, and I want to. I want to see you become the top of the pile, Rusty. But um, I said I'm not going to do anything until I talk to Roger. So, <clears throat> in the meantime, we were looking around for places that we could start a team, and. Um, I, I told Roger what I wanted to do, and he said, look down. He said, you know, we have a good business relationship. We've been partners on several businesses. I like the way you operate. He said, I'm going to tell you right now, I want to see you guys do well. He said, I'm going to let you do this, but I'm going to keep you on a leave of absence until you get, you know, at least a year in, and you can see whether you really want to do this or not, because it's not going to be easy and uh, so Rusty and I did it we uh, we found a, a little shop that we bought off of uh, Bill Simpson uh, that was about half built that he started for his son and they changed their minds and uh, we started off with a couple of employees I think we had three or four employees and 10,000 square foot building and uh, we started building cars and building engines and we were rolling we were rolling along just he and I just Rusty and I I didn't know that I never knew that you and him just started that team I thought that was always a wow that, that's amazing Jeff Ken I thought this was a Penske back <clears throat> I didn't deal. know that story either yeah wow yeah. Said, go for it so, but you guys are on your own yeah yeah so Rusty and I both we both mortgaged our houses and we um we got the money and we started doing it. And um, I guess we were, we had at least, we had one car we bought and and when we, had, we were building two others, we were building the engines in there. I got Mary to come with us and he was gonna do all the body and paint work. And uh, like I said, it was three or four of us. And Roger called up one day and said, How's it going? I said, oh, it's doing exactly like you said. We're going along. We're, we're doing what we can do. But it's it's not easy. He said, well, maybe you need another partner. And I said, I don't think so. He's, I, I said, well, wait a minute. It depends on who the partner would be. He said, what about me? I said, <laughs> I'll ask 
I'll I said, this is funny because I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll ask Dusty. And Dusty. Roger started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, Roger started laughing and uh, so we put, we kind of put the, our heads together and we said, yeah, we, you know, we'd love to have him as a partner, you know? And um, he said, I want to, I want to tune this place up, you know? We can't be just in that little shed you got over there. <laughs> and, um, you know, so we started laying out plans for a building and got a hold of Larry Bluth, which was the, uh, the attorney at Penske Corporation. He was a great guy, by the way. And uh, and Larry said, you know, uh, we have to come up with a code name for, for this operation that you guys are putting together because we don't need the press all over us. So he called it... I can't remember him. NBA racing or something. Really? Wow. Oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> so we, we how we started it off, and then when we got it pretty well along, we knew exactly what we were going to do, who we were going to have in place, and and uh, we got a couple of the guys from that were at Blue Max before and brought them over with us, and um, that was the beginning of. Penske Racing South. Jeff Kent, what know, a career it was. He, I mean, you know, Rusty Wallace wound up with 55 career wins. As of 2022, yeah. 55 wins is 11th on NASCAR's all-time wins list, and, and it all started in a little shop out back. <laughs> yeah, you know what's crazy, Don? I uh, I literally didn't know that. I thought, you know, I told Jeff, you know, doing these shows, I said, I, I race with a lot of these people. I know them, and I think I know the whole story. Wow, I, I missed a key ingredient <laughs> right. of the, you know, I mean, just everything and the effort you put forth uh, early on. Uh, again, this was all about you, but it is a lot of Rusty Wallace in this, and uh, from Absolutely. the Atlanta days to the shop up here. So, in a final three minutes, and uh, gosh, I wish we had hours to talk, but we don't. Summarize Don Miller and, and his racing career and Penske racing. I mean, I know what I would say, but t tell me your your thoughts. You guys got that Penske Racing South going. You won a lot of races. You wanted, you know, just everything. Yeah, <clears throat> while I was there, we won supposedly sixty nine or seventy races. You know, total. And uh, I think that's pretty successful. And uh, a lot of them were with Rusty and you know, some with Ryan Newman. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Emily ran, you know, we won, we won, uh, you know, we, we won in all the facets of the sport, you know, eventually. But, um, you know, I guess you, you had to put it in a, in a, in a sub, uh, title, it would be uh, Chicago Drag Racer makes good. <laughs> Man, I tell you, I, I just want to congratulate you, and uh, because again, it, it's stuff that that you've done that a lot of people didn't know about. But before we get off, I, I wanted talking about things you've done that a lot of people don't know about. I I want to bring up the stocks for tots. You were the founder <laughs> of that. I say 30 years ago, it probably was more than that, 33 years ago, you had up a great organization. It's called Stocks for Tots, and you uh, you had drivers come in, sign autographs, people bring gifts. Tell us a little bit about it, but this is going to be – Stocks for Tots is going to be December 6th. It's going to be on Tuesday, December 6th, and it's going to be held at the Charles Mack Citizen Center in Mooresville, North Carolina. But tell us what Stocks for Tots is, Don. It's a it's an event that we do uh, every Christmas for uh, for the last 33 years, and um, we uh, through help from the drivers and I hope you're going to be there this year. Mikey. I will guarantee. And, uh, you know it's it's the it's the motorsports industry giving back to the to their fans. They they donate their time. They come in. They sign autographs. They. They meet the people. They, they, the people come in. They, they pay uh, twenty bucks or whatever it was for, for a ticket. They and and they uh, bring toys. Uh, some of them bring bigger toys than others, but it doesn't make any difference. They don't really. really uh, it's the thought that goes. But you know, over the years, we we have raised through these events. 
uh, we've raised over a million dollars for the abused children. You know, that's that's something that really helps the community because it 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 fills a void. You know, and the and the and the racers are always there to to give, and it's not just stock car racers. It's it's you know drag racers and and and, uh, and, and road racers, and you know, like this year we're going to have. Um, uh, Bill Power was, you know, this year's uh, national champion for IndyCar races, and he's going to be there. And there's going to be a, a ton of other people there. So I hope people come out. It's uh, for the right, it's for the right cause. Well, Don Miller, you've done wonderful things with your life, and that's the that's probably one of the premier things. You're also, I believe, the curator, the president, the boss, or started in North Carolina. Motorsports Hall of Fame, and Jeff Kent is going to tell all of our fans how to find more information out about Stocks for Tots. Once again, it's Tuesday, December 6th, Stocks for Tots. If you'd like some more information, you can contact the North Carolina Auto Racing Hall of Fame by email or phone. Phone number 704-663-5331 or info at ncarhof.com, and we'll post that online as well. Don Miller, thank you very much. been a great show. Don, thank Thanks, you very Bobby. much, and uh, see, just appreciate see it. See you on December 6th, Mikey. I will be there with marker, <laughs> right. sharpies, postcards. Heck, we might even try to get Jeff Kent to come with us. What? You never know. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it takes, Mike. All right. <laughs> You've Don, been listening you. to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, powered by My Race Pass and NASCAR Digital Media. We'll see you next week.